And we're back for another episode of Inside Sports Fantasy Football. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from the Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, and Inside Sports Fantasy Football, welcoming you to another edition of our awesome show. But it wouldn't be an Inside Sports Fantasy Football without a great guest as always, and this week is no exception with my good friend. You got to catch what he's doing today on Twitter, at Chris L Sports. And also as well, all the other things that he does for Inside Sports, which you can catch on Facebook as well. It is my good friend. It is Chris Ardieri. And Chris, another great weekend of action. And we're right in the thick of it when it comes to the playoff action. Yeah, indeed we are. Uh, most leagues were heading into the semifinals this week and fantasy. And uh, hopefully you're still alive. I have one team that is, hope you are as well, Gerald. And uh, I'm not one to toot my own horn, but I guess the Jared Goff, Higby, uh, Raheem Mostert, a few names we talked about last week all paid off. So hopefully they help your team pay dividends. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend, I'm glad to hear that you're doing well in your league, in the playoffs. I am in right now one of the ESPN leagues where they're doing a two-week, like you said, semifinals. So we're going into week two here, but week one was a success for me. I am leading, I think, by 80 points at this point in time. So it's a pretty comfortable lead, which I'm very thankful for. And I think one of the reasons why was I did make a little tweak at the end because one of the things that you said was look at matchups. And I saw that San Francisco, who I've been playing uh, as a defense pretty much the entire season, and was the number two ranked defense and special teams was heading up against New Orleans. And I was very unsure about that. And I was thinking that maybe I might lose some points or not really gain anything off of it. So I decided to go ahead and look on that waiver wire. And I saw the Minnesota Vikings, who point-wise was not very good overall, but they had a great matchup going into Sunday. So I decided to go ahead and take the risk. Still try and do what I can to keep San Francisco on for another week because they have a favorable matchup this weekend. But for at least one week, go with the Minnesota Vikings, and I'll tell you what, it paid off. They held the Detroit Lions to, I think, seven points only in a great defensive performance. And you know, my friend, it was a fantasy lover's dream in New Orleans as San Francisco New Orleans lit up the scoreboard. So I think I made the right move. I got very lucky. But again, it's all about, like you say, when you're heading into the playoffs, Every matchup is crucial, so you have to look at the matchups and try to make the best decision possible. Yeah, you definitely did. I I went and picked up the Steelers in a league this past week. Uh, Thought they had a favorable matchup against the Cardinals. Uh, They got lucky with a punt return, but uh, hey, points are points, right? So that's the theme. You want to continue to do that. The Saints have been lights out as a defense this year, but you did your homework and said, "Eh, I don't like what I see here, and uh you knew Drew Brees was going to light him up. Props to you. Continue to do that this week. You may like the way, I don't know, let's say the Eagles defense played against the Giants down the stretch. Well, uh, I don't know if that'll continue this week. The Giants are an atrocious team. You look at someone like a uh, Jimmy Garoppolo at a great game against the Saints. He's going up against the Falcons, and while I think he should do well looking at it on the surface, Who's to say the 49ers don't say, hey, we're up big on the on the Falcons this week. Uh, let's rest him. We got two huge NFC West divisional matchups coming up the last two weeks of the season. So things to consider. Don't overthink it too much, but you could be facing things like that down the stretch. And uh, 
then too, uh, one other name I'd like to mention, and uh, I, I think if, if you're someone in need of a quarterback, maybe someone's not playing well, they get hurt. How about the reincarnation of Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee? This team's making a playoff push. He's been playing well. Um, I think he's worth a start if you don't have quarterback depth or uh, one of your QBs has an unfavorable matchup. That's very interesting advice right there for you. I kind of actually have to go ahead and back you up on that because, like you said, he is on a hot streak, so you may want to follow the hot quarterback, although they're facing up against the Texans, so we'll see how that matches up as far as where they're at. The game is in Tennessee, I believe, or is is it in Houston? Tennessee. Oh, well, then it's Tennessee. That's something I wanted to ask you because we're talking about playoff adjustments for those teams in the playoffs right now. And one of the things I wanted to ask you was, it's now the middle of December. Weather, to me, now plays a factor, not only as far as the overall NFL and betting here in Vegas and things of that nature, but for fantasy football owners as well, they have to take weather into account. And when doing so, I want to hear your advice when to make those playoff adjustments and for what type of weather conditions you need to favor maybe the run or the pass for. Sure. So you would think that in a game where it's rainy and snowy, that doesn't favor the pass. Well, it turns out, uh, I forget, there was a quarterback once, it may have very well been Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, a, a current long-term quarterback, who said that the defense is actually at a disadvantage in the sense that it's hard for the cornerbacks in the secondary to backtrack on a slick field. So, you know, as long as a quarterback, and, and nowadays they've got these gloves that are, you know, way higher tech than when we were growing up as kids. So they don't have the issue throwing the ball. Uh, where the opposite is true, and you may want to favor the run, is you look at what happened in Buffalo this past Sunday. You know, Lamar Jackson didn't put up substantial passing numbers, but they were effective on the ground. It also affected Josh Allen. If you had him as a quarterback, you notice uh, he didn't get as many points as previous weeks. So, in those sorts of situations, make sure you start those running backs, even maybe insert them into your flex position because uh, with the wind or whatever the case is, uh, you're not going to be able to throw as much, and it turns into more of a slugfest. That's what I needed to hear, and that's, those are the type of things that that I think a lot of the listeners out there, whether on the podcast form or on our radio listeners at Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network, I think those are the type of things that we need to hear, especially like you said, because it is now time for people to make those educated decisions. You cannot go careless anymore because in a lot of leagues right now, you're either playing a week by week or in the case of ESPN, it is a two week venture for both the finals and also the semifinals. So you do have a chance to make up ground if last weekend wasn't good for you. So you have to go ahead and make sure you fine-tune all those adjustments and you account for those things like the weather, but also player-to-player matchups as well in order to go ahead and get your best lineup forward. So that's very, very interesting to hear from you. Once again, I'm talking to Chris Sardieri from Inside Sports. If you need to talk to him directly or have some advice or have some questions that you want from him, go ahead and shoot him a message at Chris L Sports on Twitter Or you can also go ahead and let us know as well if you have any questions or comments. Our whole team here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football can get that done for you. That's isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or at InsideSportsFF on Twitter. Well, my friend, also as well for those teams that are not in the running anymore, those teams that have been eliminated and those teams that are actually still in the thick of the chase, 
as far as just going after the championship trophy and all that. I want to hear your thoughts. They all have to, in somewhere in the back of their mind, have to start thinking about, you know, especially if they're if they're in a keeper league, have to think about exactly who they want to retain or what spots they want to retain. So if if people are not exactly maybe accustomed to keeper leagues or have maybe like a passing interest or maybe are intrigued about joining a keeper league this time next year, I want to hear your thoughts on the process as far as the number of players you keep in a typical keeper league and the process in which you what positions or players you know do you favor with that type of mindset when it concerns keeper leagues and a keeper team just kind of looking at it logically as an outsider um as we know there's a lot of noise out there in the fantasy media world and experts and so forth but uh the way I look at it, there are a few things that stick out to me. Whereas in a regular fantasy draft, you may not necessarily want to take a quarterback in the first round because there's so much depth. You may want to take a shot at a running back. I feel as though if you've got the ability to, to franchise someone young who you know is going to put up numbers, who plays in a favorable offense, you might want to kind of go out on a limb and, and freeze that person for the following year. And the name that sticks out to me immediately is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you look, his numbers were down from this past year, but you got to take into account uh, defenses have keyed on him. And he's uh, he's been injured, and he's still managing to put up some numbers. So uh, projecting ahead to 2020, which is, you know, like throwing darts, uh, trying to pick stocks is what I equated to. Who knows? But just on paper, the guy's young. He's playing for a contract. Other than a fluke injury, he's, he's been healthy and mobile and avoiding injuries the, the, his previous season. So I think that's someone you take a, a, a ride on. In terms of positions I might not want to freeze, would be wide receiver. And, and the, the name that comes immediately to mind is OBJ. I have him in one of my leagues. Everyone thought he was going to be a slam dunk knockout, huge fantasy season with him teaming up with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. Hasn't been the case. Uh, supposedly, there are rumors he already wants out of there. Doesn't surprise me as a Giants fan. We, we know his act well. But I think there's just so much wide receiver depth. Why would you want to freeze one? Um, there's a lot of kind of mean reversion where someone who has a huge year one year, like a Julio Jones, comes back down to earth the following year. So I wouldn't do it on a wide receiver. Running backs, if you are going to do it, I think it's a similar logic to, to what I apply with quarterbacks. You're going to want someone young, maybe still on a rookie contract or, you know, maybe uh, locked in and not going to go anywhere, still relatively healthy because we all know running backs hit that wall. And the name that comes to mind first and foremost is uh, my beloved Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I know there's a question mark as to who the quarterback or and coach will be next year in Carolina, but regardless, he's put up just superstar numbers for a fantasy player this year. And I don't see that there being any reason for him to not do that to 2020 we may be headed to the replay booth but we'll be right back with inside sports fantasy football check out what's been going on with the pop culture cosmo show and the pcc multiverse i see the potential for basically like another netflix kind of paradigm shift where 
Here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. Once again, I'm talking to Chris Sardieri from Inside Sports. You got to check out what he's doing today at Chris L Sports on Twitter. Great advice so far, my friend. You got to keep it rolling. Before we head to the Roof 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 Doghouse, you did mention Patrick Mahomes just a minute ago. So I want to hear your thoughts on the possible injury news that comes along with Patrick Mahomes and also Lamar Jackson because both are going through some injury troubles right now. Both are, at this point in time, two of the top five players in fantasy football. They are a big concern right now. Virtually everyone who has them is probably in the thick of the playoffs right now. So I want to hear your thoughts on What's going on with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes? And should you still go ahead and start them this weekend? In fact, for Lamar Jackson, it would have to be on Thursday night's game. Yeah, and uh, definitely of concern. I don't know if longer term it'll be an issue heading into championship week, week 16. But regardless, we're looking at the here and now. And um, the fact that uh, Jackson showing up on the injury report combined with him playing on a Thursday night against the, uh, you know, more about New York Jets. Uh, I think there's a chance, even if he does play, you're not going to see a heck of a lot of production out of him and uh, may not want to play him. Unfortunately, you got to make that decision earlier in the week than you normally would on, say, a Saturday night or a Sunday morning. So uh, if I were you and you don't have a, a backup quarterback or a viable one that you can start, you better get out there on the waiver wire and look. The aforementioned Ryan Tannehill comes to mind. Uh, with Mahomes, same thing. Might be a game time decision. They're playing the Broncos, who you know have had a couple nice wins and look uh, re-energized here with Drew Locke starting at quarterback. You may want to look for another option there because even if Mahomes does play, do they limit him? Is his mobility limited? You've know, got to keep your eye on these things, and unfortunately, they tend to happen at the last minute uh, out here on the West Coast. You uh, better be up and scouring the internet or watching the pregame shows by 9 a.m. So uh, pay attention to that. But uh, regardless, if you're an owner of either of these guys, make sure you've got a backup that you can plug and play this week. Well, Lamar Jackson, even though he does have a quad injury, and those of us who've had quad injuries, we all know how much that hurts. I will tell you this, my friend. He is saying, now he's saying that he's going to play Thursday night. I mean, just he's telling everybody what they want to hear, but I would be still very wary and very careful and make sure you keep reading reports up until game time on Thursday night. I completely admire that. And uh, I'd love to see him play, but here's the thing. Even if he does, his game is his legs, his running, whether he's you know, running the ball, he became a thousand yard rusher this past week, or he's on the move, creating opportunities for him with his arms. So, uh, I just don't know if he'll be as effective. If you look at the last two weeks, 
I want to say at a combined total of, of somewhere south of 300 yards passing the last two games. So uh, even without the injury, he has not been as effective. Don't expect that to change this week, even if he does give it a go. Would he be a definite start for you? Uh, no. I mean, um, he would not. And if he was completely healthy in a normal week, I'd say absolutely against this Jets defense. But you literally got to take it to game time. And it stinks because – he may end up playing and you really can't do anything about it because you've got to set that lineup spot by by Thursday, you know, 820 Eastern, 520 Pacific, whatever the case is. So um, unfortunately, uh, I think you've just got to take it up to that zero hour and see if, what happens if he does give it a go and you don't have a better option. I'll roll the dice, I guess. But uh, if you've, you've got someone who's a, a starting quarterback with a decent matchup, well, I don't know, just throwing names out there. Uh, whether it's a Goff against Dallas, a Kyler Murray against Cleveland, um, you know, uh, names like that, just, just kind of you know, pontificating here. But those are guys who, you know, will start and, and have decent matchups. They might not be ranked top five this week, but is it better to get something where you know he's healthy, has a decent matchup, can get you, you know, anywhere between 15 and 17 points? I'll take that over the uncertainty of Jackson being hurt and potentially – even being pulled from the game if the Ravens get a lead. It's interesting you talk about Kyler Murray, and I'm seeing him in my ESPN Fantasy League on the waiver wire. And that's <laughs> to me, that's really funny because he is in the top 10 in ESPN leagues in overall points. So that, that I, you know, <laughs> okay. So somebody actually may have just either given up or, Maybe there's some chicanery coming up here in the not-too-distant future. We'll have to take a closer look at that and see if something's up as far as somebody leaving it off one roster intentionally and dumping them off just for another friend or something like that. That's not mm. not to say that's being done, but it is something that has been done before. I have seen it, I've witnessed it, and I've called chicanery on it before in the past. As you should. But I'll tell you what, my friend. There's no chicanery here, especially when it comes to woof, 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 your doghouse. So we're off to the doghouse with Chris Sardieri right now. So the man, the myth, the legend from Inside Sports, Chris, I want to hear your thoughts as we go into woof, 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 that time again for the doghouse. Sure. And in all fairness and objectivity, uh, my pick stunk again last week. Came a little close, right? The Bills... uh plus six and uh, they were driving late couldn't get that score to tie it up so i lost my pick last week against the ravens i think the common theme is i've gone against the ravens twice this year and gotten burned like most of the nfl huh but uh this week i'm gonna see if i can make it back there are a lot of games hovering around uh, like for instance the rams cowboys i believe the cowboys are plus one at home to me, that doesn't mean a heck of a lot. That's ultimately a pick game, and I'm not quite sure what to read on that game. There are a few more that the line is two and a half. I always want it to be at least three, three and a half if I'm going to pick a dog. And uh, I managed to find one. So the Miami Dolphins, for the second week in a row, will be playing in the Meadowlands this time against the hapless Giants, as we saw on Monday Night Football. And uh, last week, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Devontae Parker went out of the game early, so... They were really kind of anemic when it came to scoring touchdowns. They kicked a whopping seven field goals and still almost beat the uh, Le'Veon Bell-less Jets. Uh, he was playing – he was allegedly bowling in New Jersey, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. But uh, they're getting three and a half against the Giants, and normally you'd say, oh, the Dolphins are banged up, and maybe they're at the point where they're really getting back to the tank for Tua tactic. But uh, 
regardless, uh, this Giants team, the defense cannot tackle. I know Eli Manning showed some signs of life, hooked up with rookie Darius Slayton a couple times on some nice TDs, but uh, I, I don't have a heck of a lot of faith in this team. Um, even if the game is close, you're getting that extra hook there, the half a point. Maybe it's a field goal difference and the, the Dolphins hang tough, and that's the case. You need that half a point. I say take the Dolphins plus three. You know, uh, they're playing hard. They're not giving up. They're not mailing it in. They're not the uh, Philadelphia 76ers of a few years back, trust the process type crap tanking. So uh, I'm going to have a little bit more faith in Ryan Fitzmagic this week. And uh, that's my pick. Hopefully I can get off the snide here. Very interesting pick, my friend. I actually want to go ahead and just enter the doghouse. Actually, uh, you know, I'll stay right outside, maybe go ahead next to the water bowl or maybe where the bone that sits out there right in front of the doghouse. <laughs> I will give it a shot one more time and see if I can go ahead and pick one. You know, the thing that sticks out to me is they're playing a little bit better now is the Los Angeles Chargers of Carson. And I think I'm going to go ahead with them. And they're a two-and-a-half-point dog right now to Minnesota. I think I'm going to go ahead, and even though the, the crowd will actually be, even though it's supposed to be a home game for L.A., as you and I have said before, you know, since it's Chargers, of course, it's going to be a Minnesota home game. I think I'm going to go ahead and say, you know what? I'm calling the upset right now, and I'm going with the Chargers right now and the two and a half points. That is not a bad one at all, especially considering how teams seem to come out here when they don't expect much uh, playing the Chargers like the Packers did a, a few months back, and they took them lightly, and look what happened. The Chargers just flat out put the smackdown on them. So I could see that happening. The Vikings are in the throws here of a, a big playoff push. They're going to fight it out with the Rams for that last spot. Phillip Rivers has done stranger things, right? That's true. And, you know, if you're looking for another one, I would shoot the Rams and Dallas. The Rams are at Dallas. They're losing a point. So they're down a point right now. I don't know how, because Dallas is on the skids right now. The Rams are actually playing pretty good. So, uh, but you know what? Hey, take the underdog, take the Rams on that one too. Because as you and I have seen so far in the past few weeks, Jason Garrett's job, it's not a hot seat. It's actually more like incendiary, I think, at this point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And there are even rumors that that team has quit on Jason Garrett. So nothing would surprise me there. And they're still favored by one, which blows my mind. But need I digress. Amazing. Well, it's been a great episode, my friend. I cannot thank you enough for being a part of it, as always. But one last thing as we go on out here, my friend, and that was this past weekend in the NFL wasn't without its comedy because the New York Jets, who we talked about a little bit earlier, they had a situation where their injury report included a certain running back for them, Le'Veon Bell, who was out because he had flu-like symptoms, which is going around. You know, we've, we've had our share. Everybody out there, I'm sure, has had a family member or if not themselves sick, but huh. turns out the New York tabloids got a hold of what Mr. Le'Veon Bell was doing the night of the actual game, and he was bowling up until 1 a.m. the night before the game. So I want to ask you, my friend, you know, when you talk about things like that and you hear things like that, how disappointing for you is that as far as, for, as a football fan? And you know what? Should everyone at the Jets at this point of the season go bowling as well? <laughs> oh, maybe Le'Veon should 
bowl every week because they looked a heck of a lot better last week than they did against the Bungles a few weeks ago. But yeah, it's ridiculous. I can't say I'm surprised with him. Look, this is a guy who sat out an entire year and thinking he was going to get a bigger contract and end up making less money than what he could have potentially done. I don't happen to know that particular bowling alley in New Jersey, so I can't vouch for the fact that maybe it's just so incredible that you drag yourself out of bed with these flu-like symptoms just to bowl a few games with your buddies, but it's ridiculous. It just plays into um, a, a lot of people these days have these views of athletes being coddled or even in the NBA, you get uh, Kawhi Leonard signing a massive contract and not playing back-to-back nights because of, quote, load management. So it's not good optics-wise, but I think longer term with a new general manager running the Jets who didn't sign Livy on Bell this offseason, doesn't bode well for his future there. No, it doesn't, and it's a shame to see because his yards for average are way down below his career stats. He hasn't even rushed for 600 yards this season. Just been a pretty awful performance from him all around. And for someone, like you said, where the New York Jets thought they were really getting something special in Le'Veon Bell, have gotten anything but. But you know what, my friend? At least he got a 251. That's a good score. I'm not going to complain about that. My high is only 200. So you know what? All props to him, even though, you know what? He was should have been playing the game you know, instead of going ahead and bowling the previous night before. But I can't say too much. My high is only 200. Yeah, I'm, I'm far below that. We went bowling for my son's birthday party this past weekend. I was happy to crack 100, but I can't even blame it on flu-like symptoms. And I didn't even need the bumpers on the side for once. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, my friend, it's going to be a great weekend in the NFL. Before we head on out, we got to have some last words from you. Again, it's Chris Lardieri from Inside Sports. If you have any questions for him, please, you can send him a tweet directly at Chris L Sports on Twitter, or you can send us an email, isfantasyfootball at yahoo.com or at insidesportsff on Twitter as well. Cannot thank you enough for being a part of the show today, but I got to hear your thoughts as we head on out. Sure. So we, we've beat into your head the last few weeks, stream the quarterbacks, look for good defensive matchups. Let's not forget about our old friend, the tight ends. I happened to pick up Jack Doyle in one one league a few weeks back. He scored a touchdown. I mentioned Tyler Higby with the Rams. Goff has really been targeting him lately. I saw him on waivers in the league I'm in right now in the semifinals. Thankfully, I've got George Kittle at one of the greatest receptions I've seen in a while with the game on the line. I don't need Higby, but even too with uh, with, with the way the, the Broncos have kind of been revitalized with Drew Locke, Noah Fant looks like a, a, a guy you might want to target to stream this week. So you say to me, why do I need a tight end? Well, in the playoffs, I've seen this happen before. The scoring might not be as high. You need those extra few points. It could come in the form of a tight end getting you a touchdown or a couple extra receptions, uh, defense getting you a few fumbles or a pick six. These things win games when push comes to shove. I've lost a championship game one year by about three points. So mark my words, everything counts. Look for those favorable matchups from week to week. Great advice as always, my friend. I'll tell you what, it's going to be exciting once again because we're right in the midst of the playoffs and I hope everyone out there has a successful weekend. I wish you the best of luck with your team this weekend in the playoffs. Hopefully mine will go ahead and prevail as well. And to everyone out there, once again, we wish you all the best of luck to all our listeners out in the Cuyahoga Valley Radio Network and of course right here on Inside Sports Fantasy football.